I'm recording right now. I'm recording. Let's see what all happens here. Oh, you know what? It's not even going to play correctly. It's like easier for me to record this stuff on OBS than on GarageBand. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. Sweet dreams to sunbeams find you in the vagina. Sweet dreams that leave all worries behind you in the vagina. Birds singing in a sycamore tree. Dream a little dream of me in the vagina. So, while we're waiting for the calendar to come up, well, let's see, I can tell you, 100 days was Thursday. It's Saturday, so I've been in lockdown for 102 days, and I'm a little bit crazy. Okay? I'm a little bit crazy. I'm a little bit crazy. I don't know if anybody's watching this live, but I did want to tell you that I went onto Amazon, and I decided to get a lavalier microphone that's going to work so well when I want to do these oh okay that's great the calendar just opened now that's wonderful thanks oh Apple I mean my computer's 2006 or no it's 2003 so it's seven years old it's time for an upgrade I want one of those arm chips I don't know what that means but I want it just need faster processing to do all the stuff that I need my computer to do that I need it to do so anyway I got a lavalier mic I'm waiting for it to come from Amazon so we'll see how long that takes everything that's being mailed right now is just a nightmare I just went off on J Crew and uh, UPS as one does because it's taken over a month for me to get one of my packages from them 
That's that GD COVID-19. GD COVID-19. I mean, even when I try to force quit, it just doesn't work. So I do want to play this little clip from At Home with Amy Sedaris. They recently had, what's her name? Debbie Mazar on it. And she did this bit that I thought was so funny. So I want to play it for you. And the plot. No, we, have, we need to totally redo it. Okay. It was for like a, she says, hello, I'm, I'm female entrepreneur, go, go, go Galloway or something like that. I think it's funny how she says I'm female entrepreneur. It's like an 80s style selling you something on the TV. Oh my gosh, this is just all so terrible. I had it all queued up and ready to go. Okay. Hi, I'm female entrepreneur Jojo Galloway, inventor of the Flickr 3000. When you're a career woman like me, with an active love life, you don't have... <laughs> Hello, I just want to stop because I want to emphasize my favorite parts. When you're a career woman like me, with an active love life, <laughs> I think that's funny. Okay, go on. Go on, Debbie Mazar. Hi, I'm female entrepreneur Jojo Galloway, inventor of the Flickr 3000. When you're a career woman like me with an active love life, you don't have time to spend in the kitchen cooking meals. That's why I created the Flickr 3000 and the Plop Plop Meals recipe booklet with over nine meals that you can make in just minutes. Watch how easy. For Cajun Tang chicken, plop in a couple of boneless breasts, add the Cajun Tang plop powder packet, a can of root beer and a fistful of salt and that's it plop plug and prance away with over nine recipes. how does the flicker 3000 cook so fast its electrical components are manufactured in a country without laws it uses exposed coil technology which heats up your food to temperatures not normally available in this country Order now, and you'll receive two dozen replacement fuses and a smother blanket. Hi, I'm female entrepreneur Jojo Galloway, inventor of the Flicker. Like, hold on, it uses exposed coil technology. That thing is just packed with jokes. All of that's just packed with jokes. There's another bit that I love on the Amy Sedaris show where um, it's called The Lady Who Lives in the Woods. And I didn't like it at first in the first season. I, I thought, oh, this is kind of slow. And it's basically this lesbian couple named Ruth and Esther who live in the woods. And Ruth, who's the older lesbian, she's very passive aggressive when it comes to uh, Esther. And, and she's constantly getting on Esther and, and it's funny. And then another thing that I like about the show is Amy's relationship with her assistant Pooja because she's always very, very, very mean to Pooja. Ho hold on. I, I want to play one more clip and then I'll stop playing stuff in this. It's just so funny. So the season premiere of this season, I believe, was their best episode their all-time best episode and the theme because every episode has a theme the theme was uh babies having a baby so she believes that she's pregnant and let's see if i can play a clip oh there's another person who i really like oh i want to play him but hold on i want to find the where is it where is it the baby's name is huckleberry where is it 
because she does this whole she does this whole no I'm kidding I can't find it I can't find it this makes for excellent content when you can't find the audio clips that you want to play because you're doing it live and on the fly and you just complain about not being able to find the clip that you're looking for so in the meantime oh I can play it on you know what I know what I'll do but here's um here's the here another character that I like is Russell Schnabel who is who runs the community theater in the research triangle Oh, that clip doesn't have audio. I'm just failing at everything now. I'm a big fat failure. I am a fruit. I am a fruit. I am a fruit. I am a failure. I am a failure. I am a failure. Fruit, 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 fruit. See, I know I posted the thing that I wanted to play on my Fox in the City foxhole. Facebook page and it's just going to take three hours to get there see what happens is when I run OBS it slows everything on my computer down it slows it all down it turns my computer into the brain of my mother who every time she tells me a story if it involves some type of celebrity or something like that she has to remember the name of the celebrity, although she never can. She goes, oh, um, who was that one in the movie where it was Victorian era? And I'm like, mom, it doesn't really matter. Like, it just get to the point. I, I don't need to know the specific name of the actor for the story to work. And she insists. She goes, no, no, hold on. Who was it? Who was it? She has brown hair, Reg. She was at, I was at this mall in Beverly Hills one time and I saw her and it will take four and she wonders why I can't last on the phone with her why it's just torture sometimes it's just torture sometimes okay oh here we go here we go I'm gonna play this whole thing because it's so funny so she's pregnant she's not really pregnant what happens is if you haven't seen the show it's so good you have to watch the episode the season three premiere you have to see she puts on because the the theme as i was was saying was having a child being pregnant so she puts on one of those fake baby bumps you know like on a soap opera how a woman will fake a pregnancy and she puts on a fake baby bump and she convinces everybody she's pregnant and and that's the big dramatic story for a year and so she puts, Amy Sedaris puts one, one on, and she is so into it, she begins to believe that she's pregnant. So she calls a guy that she hasn't seen in, you know, probably like four years, and she tries to convince him that it's his baby. So this is where that scene picks up. I have wonderful news, Dan. What is it? I'm pregnant. Really? And you're the father. <laughs> well, that would be a neat trick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, Dan. This is really happening. I'm pregnant with your baby, our baby. I haven't seen you in 15 years. It's a cryptic pregnancy, Dan. See, many years ago, your sperm, <laughs> your, your sperm, sperm, Dan, attached itself to my second uterus, <laughs> sort of like a barnacle on a sunken sea vessel, where it went into a hibernatory remission. I don't think we need to go into all the scientific details. The short story is, you better get a second job. Because we're a family now, and we have expenses. Ah, uh, look, I already have a family. I'm, I'm happily married with children. 
<laughs> yeah? What are you doing here? <laughs> you called me. That's right, I did. I just want to be part of your life again, Dan. Is that too much for the mother your child to ask? I think maybe it was a mistake coming here and I should just go. I will not be ignored, My Dan. My favorite joke is coming up. What, you so think you can just it. screw me and toss me to the curb, <laughs> Dan? We went to a boat show 15 years ago with a group of other people. I don't think I even left with you. I am pregnant with your child. I want a little respect. I'm 58 years old. This may be the last chance I get to have a child. <laughs> Has this pregnancy been confirmed by a doctor? I don't call a doctor every time I think something's growing inside of me. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? Oh, Dan. Dan. Oh, remember that time at the boat show in Beaufort? Why can't we be like that again? Don't we look good together? Don't we? Oh. I wish you all the luck in the world, but I have to go. I'll call your wife. <laughs> what did you say? It only takes a phone call. You stay away from my family. You need to show some responsibility. Dan, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. We got off on the wrong foot. I Look, I got us tickets to see Madame Butterfly right here at the Raleigh Little Theater. Two tickets. Three, really. I know how much you like the opera. Wait, Dan. Sorry for not obnoxious loud laugh, but it's so funny. I love how when she gets two tickets, three really. She looks down at her belly. Hey, Damn, Bartlett, everyone. So good. I love this show so much. I got two tickets. Three really. Three really. Okay, let's see. Ooh, what was that noise? drama was it firecrackers was it gunshots you don't know in 2020 it could be aliens it could be sex monsters from the planet mars coming to devour my anus coming to take me anally to their planet and i would go i would go i would go without putting up a fight because it's been so long it has been over six years since I've been anally pleased. Is that a is that a good euphemism? I don't know. Something I've noticed about myself in middle age, like a lot of the things, I mean, when we first met on this podcast many, many moons ago, probably 15 years ago now, longer, really. Three, really. Two, two tickets for Madam Butterfly. Three, really. I was in my 20s and now I'm in my mid 40s which is very odd to think about but here I am and I used to be in my 20s I would just say anything goes and I don't care what it, who cares if my students find out I remember when I first took the job in Long Beach I was only 30 years old at that point and I was teaching a class and my students pulled up a video of me on YouTube where I was in a blonde wig with a tiara on and I was wearing lingerie and I was doing a Courtney Love impersonation. I had a hypodermic sti sticking out of my arm and they were showing it during class and I just didn't even care. And now I, I always think, oh my gosh, what if students track this down and hearing me drop the F word or talk about my, 
anal misadventures, which I don't have. And I don't know... I don't know that I like that self-editing that I have to do now. That we all have to do now. Because we live in cancel culture. That's what we live in. We live in a, a the culture of cancel. Let's see. I'm really just doing this to kill time, hoping that... Uh, hoping that there will be a watch party in, in the Yeast Radio Inner Circle, which is not... No longer the East Radio Inner Circle because Madge canceled the East Radio Inner Circle. So we have all these new groups on the side for watch parties and and watching horrible things that we shouldn't watch because that's that's what I need to get by during COVID nineteen lockdown. It's what's keeping me afloat. What else is going on? Um, so politically, we're in a very, we're in such an odd time right now, politically and whatnot. Trump seems to be just getting annihilated right now. And I'm, I'm here for it. And all Biden has to do is play dead. That's basically the strategy. It's, it's not what are you bringing to the table. They're just, they pick the candidate who's closest to mortality to, to seeing the limits of his mortality. And they were like, just play dead. Pretend it's 10 years from now, Joe. Just lay down and don't say anything and close your eyes and relax. And this will all blow over and then you'll be president. It seems like a very, I don't like this strategy, I have to say. I just don't like the strategy, especially in the wake of having so many vibrant candidates I don't agree with all their politics, but the gay guy, Pete Buttigieg, is a very intelligent guy. After Trump, look, I don't need to agree with your politics 100%. I just want the person in office to have a moral compass. I want them to be intelligent. I want them to be able to construct complete sentences and not speak in word salads. I would prefer somebody younger. Uh, and maybe that's ageist, but I, I, that's just how I feel right now after dealing with Trump for four years. But we, we didn't go in that direction. And I have to get in line as a Democrat. I just have to get in line and say, okay, what Biden will do. And I'm, I'm hoping that he picks somebody. I liked, I, I think Buttigieg is very bright. I think that Kamala Harris is very bright. So... Harris is the running mate is what I'm hoping for right now. I just couldn't deal with Amy Klobuchar because I don't trust her. She's the one who said, I watched this documentary on uh, Amazon Prime, and it's about how, like, sugar companies are the new tobacco companies. And I highly recommend it. You should check it out. The, the, the sugar companies are scrupulous. Is that the word I'm looking for? They just, have you ever noticed on the back of food when you're looking at the nutritional value, how it won't give you any information for sugar? It gives you everything else, but it won't tell you the sugar content of something. Like it's supposed to say, this is the recommended dose that you should have every day. 
and it, they don't give you that information for sugar in this because that's how powerful the sugar lobby is and why the reason why um is it type 2 diabetes the reason why it was called adult onset diabetes was because only adults got it but now children are getting it and because there's sugar in everything anyway i'm getting sidetracked so the reason why i hate amy klobuchar so much is because she has snake eyes which I learned from my mom is a valid reason not to like a candidate. The second reason is because when when all of these dietary restriction things were being debated, and the first lady, Michelle Obama, certainly not this Melania vapid Trump, was trying to get healthy school lunches. Amy Klobuchar was trying to make the case that pizza should count as a vegetable because it has tomato sauce. And the reason why she did it was because uh, she is amoral like Jeff Zuckerberg. Okay, what's going on here? I hate anything Adobe. Now I have like Adobe error messages coming up. I'm not even using Adobe Cloud right now. Okay, so I don't like that because I think that if you're willing to, willing, if you're willing to sell out children, like children's lunches, then you have absolutely no uh, no morals, so I'm not into her. So I'm just very happy that she's no longer in the running. And if you've seen her body, you can see she's not running anywhere. What? Badoom boom. I feel like I can say that now because I am um, now in my own mind, I'm morbidly obese. I don't know if I meet the scientific standards for morbid obesity, but I was thinking last night when I put on a medium shirt, and it was like, gosh, this is really tight. I thought, would I be a good candidate for gastric bypass surgery? And then I thought, no, that's not good. That's not good. I, th I have a degree of morbid, uh, what's it called? Um, when you look in the mirror and you don't see body dysmorphia. I have body dysmorphia, that's what I have. How long have I been doing this for? How long have I been talking, 21 minutes? Let's see if I can go 30 minutes. Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can do it. Are there any other songs that I can sing? Birds singing in the sycamore tree. When I was a kid, when I was a little girl, the Corys, Feldman and Haim, came out with a movie called Dream a Little Dream with Jason Robards. And it was kind of like a Freaky Friday thing. Jason Robards and Corey Feldman switch bodies. Uh, as ha that happens. Birds singing in a sycamore tree. Dream a little dream of me. Say nighty night and kiss me. See, we're having full circle moments on Fox in the City right now. Opened with this song, closing with this song. Oh, you know, my friend VJ, who's been a longtime listener, who's really been listening to Fox and City, Fox in the City since the beginning. He, I think he has a podcast now. I don't recall, but he posted some information and said that there's a thing called Pride 48, I think it's called. 
this is a little moment of reflection that'll be nice. So Pride 48 started, I guess, a decade ago from what I was reading. And it was, I think they started soon after Madge created that Q Potter community. And I remember not being probably as supportive of those uh, podcasters who participated in it. And in Pride Month, I think they, they'd go around the clock for 48 hours. If memory serves me, I could be getting some of these details wrong, but whatever. And they were the second wave of queer podcasters, and I remember being very territorial. Just immaturity, you know, no real reason. They were always very kind. But at that age, I just thought, oh, I don't know if I thought competition or this is... I go to school here, and you're the new student. And we had to haze the new student. You had to stick your head in the garbage and in the toilet and then take a poo-poo on it. It's very immature, but I wish I would have been more... Looking back, I wish I would have been more welcoming, and I wish that I would have done more to promote their shows and stuff like that. So here they are ten years later. The joke's on all of us. They're still going strong, so check out some of their Pride 48 content because you never know. You can start listening to a show and be like, oh my gosh, this is my new favorite podcast. I mean, who knows? Podcasting is so different now than it was when we all first started in the queer podcasting community. It used to be much more anything goes, much more countercultural. I remember Wanda Wisdom just talking at her at the stoop of her building talking about her recovery and being a drag queen and god she was not I love Brad but he was just you know as a drag queen I never got the aesthetic but there was something very real and slice of life about it that I don't know um, it seems now you know all the popular podcasts are very slickly produced And there was something exciting about things not being as slick back then. And also, there wasn't all this, like, commercialism tied into podcasts, which is really annoying. Like, I don't like it when I listen to a show and it's a bunch of begging for money or I listened to the New York Times podcast and you had to listen to commercials. I'm not into that. Let's see, what playlist can I... Oh, this is a song I really like. It's called Roller Skate by Sheryl Crow. I'll just play it in the background. So I like this song for a number of different reasons. When I was a kid, I used to go to the roller rink all the time because I was raised by my father and my parents divorced when I was an infant. And when he got home from work, the idea of taking me to the roller rink was just like free babysitting so that's what he would did on on weekday nights on school nights i would go to the skating rink but i was a really good roller skater really good i was on the speed team at the roller rink and i miss that skill it's not like riding a bike i've gone back as an adult and i try and i just don't have any of those roller skating skills left in me So this song, Roller Skate, put your phone away, let's roller skate. 
It's all about how people get really distracted by all of their new technologies and their cell phones, and we're not present, we're not in the moment. You know, like when you go out with a group of people and everybody's on their phone, looking at Instagram and stuff like that. Like, no, be in the moment, be mindful. Let's roller skate. Let's do shit that they used to do before we were cyborgs and plugged into our phone. makes me happy. I was listening to it in the shower. And I was just like, yes, this is a song I need in COVID right now. I need to pick me up. And especially, I, I, start, I picked it back up after getting into Fiona Apple's album. And so, and you know, Fiona Apple's darker. So I was listening to these songs about you raped me in the bed your daughter's born, <laughs> which is brilliant. But it, it was nice to go back to some Sheryl Crow lighthearted roller skate music. It's fun to do a show where I can let OBS record and I can play stuff and you, it pipes in the audio. I like that. I like that. So maybe I'll do some of this more often. And I definitely want to get that lavalier microphone this week. I'll probably start doing more sound scene stuff. That'll be fun. Just mix it up. Because I've still got stuff to say. Oh, okay. The last thing that I'm going to talk about before I go. Because I posted this on my personal Facebook. And my private. My private's very personal. My personal bathing suit area. Turned down Cheryl. So, I was on Twitter the other day. And I saw somebody post this journalist... Or a big news station, like a big network, like NBC News or something. He's gay and he's so cute in his engagement video when they're in these gardens and one of his friends or family member filming it. And he gets down on bended knee and he proposes and everybody's so happy and he's so beautiful. And so I'm just, I'm going to read you what I, how I responded to this because it was a very real moment for me and it's just this feeling that I get every time I see a happy gay engagement and I'm not proud of this feeling but it's just honestly how I feel so I'm gonna share it with you when my computer finally loads up my Facebook page because everything has taken a million years I post so much on my Facebook page it's like I'm addicted the D. 
somewhere down the line, I think my dad. I got it in my head that posting on Facebook is the same thing as sex. So I just constantly having sex with myself in my masturbatory post on Facebook. You know what? I'm just not going to read it word for word because OBS just slows things down too much. Okay. So basically what I was saying was that there is... Oh, here, of course. I wrote, embarrassing, loathsome confession. I cringe when I see gay couples get engaged. That reflex is pure, gross jealousy. My parents divorced when I was an infant. I've never had a stable family unit, but I've always ached for one. In my last relationship with a guy named Zach, who I was so in love with, I always wanted to cuddle because for the first time in my life, I felt safe and connected to a family that was stable. And his family was so great. I mean, no family is perfect, but like their problems were nothing compared to the problems in my family. Where, like, people are hitting each other on Christmas and claiming you slept with my boyfriend. And, you know, like, my family is just so horribly fucked and dysfunctional. Um, so I say, gay engagement slapped me in the face because they tease what I believe in my heart I will never have. Yesterday, my friend Hugo asked me how I was psychologically holding up 100 days into lockdown. Great, I replied. And that's not a lie. I've spent my entire life entertaining myself. I'm an expert in flying solo. There's a power in that individualism, but there's also deep sadness, grief that takes a bite out of my soul when I see one man get on bended knee and pledges lifelong love to another. And then of course I had to follow all that up and be like, please do not post in the comments, love will find you when you're least looking for it or any fucked up cliche like that. Because that's not, this was not a fishing expedition. I just wanted to have like an honest moment in my Facebook and say, look, this is this gross feeling that I feel whenever I see something that is beautiful. Like I'm so envious of it because it's what I want more than probably anything in life. And I just can't seem to find it. I don't, I, I, I'm honestly at the point where I just don't believe it's in the cards for me. I just don't. And that's a sad, hopeless place to be. But you know the song. I found love in a hopeless place. So who knows? And then I feel like with COVID, who knows how long this lockdown is going to last. I'm already 100 days out of like being out and putting myself out there and potentially meeting the love of my life at the Abbey. And then I see this picture of the guy who was like Nick the Gardener, who also works at the Abbey, and he was on that show, What Happens at the Abbey. Um, he's so good looking, but he's way over buff, but still, like, I would let him. I mean, he's so good looking. And then he recently came out of the closet, which on, on some level, I was like, oh, that's fucking hot. Not that he would ever be into me. But then I thought, oh, gosh, it's just like another super good looking guy. probably a bottom because guys that big steroided out or definitely bottoms but whatever okay i'm gonna go order my chinese food it's saturday i'm treating myself all the calories all the calories in the world i do have to say though that my fucking amex bill or amex i guess you say is nothing i mean it's normally like thirty four hundred dollars a month I'm getting, it's like down to $1,000 a month now. So that's good. Pandemics pay. Pandemic or paydemic. 
Okay, I'm gonna tr I'm gonna try to do this more regularly. I mean, I'm in lockdown. What else can I do? What else can I do? If there's anything that you want to hear me talk about or complain about, or if you want to hear my personal reflections on an issue, a topic, let me know. And definitely visit my webpage, reganfox.blog. Because there, I do a lot of interesting entries there. I wish somebody would enter me. I wish I had entries for my, my butt, my anus. Have the very best of um, weeks, the end of your weekend, whatever. Bye bye.